Hello, Steve here, and welcome to Real Health. Yes, Real Health. Here we go again today. Today's uh, episode is about uh, my day, my day on my particular regime that I'm advocating. So basically, it is uh, flexible, but we need to um, be aware and uh, about particular principles, which uh, which encourage the actual absorption of um, the micronutrients when um, when people are supplementing. So, yeah, just to just to let people know, like, if there's any uh, more than one-time listeners, uh, if there's a one-time listener listening to this particular uh, episode, I'm recording while I'm driving. The sound quality, therefore, um, isn't going to be great. It's not even mediocre. It's a bit off uh, due to the background noise of the driving. So apologies for that, but uh, really, hopefully, uh, there is going to be some listeners which uh, would like to listen to the content. So here we continue. I'll continue on. So the principles of the particular uh, supplementing and diet regime that I'm advocating, which will uh, add a quarter century, maybe even a half century of uh, health, healthful, healthful years to your life, um, there's particular things that uh, we need to be aware of. And uh, basically, um, with the supplementing, the 90 plus essential nutrients, uh, micronutrients that we require, the 60 plus uh, minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids and 2 essential fatty acids, uh, we need every day and for the rest of our life, if we are to extend life and to ward off any chronic disease issues that we, you know, as particularly in the West, uh, and the rest, of the, the rest of the world is catching up with us. Um, the whole chronic disease complex, you can ward it off, and it's all a micronutrient deficiency I- issue. It's not about genetics. It's not about hormones, pollution, or vaccines. No, no, no. We need to, uh, these days, supplement, because uh, the micronutrients that we used to get in our soil uh, a century-plus ago has been depleted due to uh, our usage of electricity and the building of a million hydroelectric dams in the world. Yes, there's a million just hydroelectric dams in the world, which uh, are trapping all the nutrients behind the dam walls, not getting in the oceans, also not getting into our flood waters, which end up in our uh, growing uh, farming soils. And... Uh, and if the minerals aren't in the soil, they're not getting in our food, then they're not getting in our bellies to be absorbed into our into our bodies to then ward off uh, health issues, obesity, and uh, and dying younger. We we may think historically that uh, you know our 
average life expectancy is now 75 and that's improves from 20 to 40 you know from 200 years to 200 years to 40 years ago to, to now like yeah you know, there's there's a few measurements issues data issues that come into uh, play with that uh, you know even two and a half thousand years ago you know people still lived to 80 plus um, you know if you look up uh, Wikipedia, for example, for, you know, for Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, uh, you know, other other historical figures from 2,000 plus year, years ago, they're always living uh, past 80 years of age. And yes, you know, they weren't labouring in the field and they weren't dying in battle and that sort of thing. Well, there you go. Dying in battle uh, was reducing the life expectancy and uh, human history were, all, were always in battle, like real battle, none of this uh, drone battle that we get these days so uh yeah uh, conscription conscription and uh you know never-ending sort of world wars and all that sort of thing um that's uh hasn't been with us for quite a while and uh you know that's one particular reason why our uh, life expectancies are uh quite high now comparative comparatively speaking but we should be living past 100 maybe even average of 120 uh, I don't think there's uh, anyone registered uh, officially that's uh, over 120 now, but there probably is uh, in third world uh, regions around the world. Um, you know, there's a couple of 117 year olds, there's a French lady, 113, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. So there's not many, but uh, we should be. We really should be. And uh, the particular regime that, uh, that I'm advocating. Um, throughout these uh, podcasts and uh, what I'm benefiting from. Yes, it's only been eight or nine months. Uh, you know, you're, you know, people that uh, are going to poo-poo me and say, oh, you know, there's a 95% uh, failure rate in diet and exercise and dieting and all that sort of thing, and uh, you're just going to put it back on. And yes, I've put it back on in the past, but uh, hey, I've got convictions that, uh, no, nah, I'm good now. I'm real good. Real good. Awesome. Uh, I'd like to spread the word and, and uh, this is doing these podcasts is uh, part of that and uh, here comes my day now so I take my nutrients uh, four times a day uh, pretty much when I uh, wake up which is these days uh, between three three and five o'clock in the morning yeah, yeah, yeah. I wake up pretty early and uh I don't seem to have breakfast uh, until between, say, 6 a.m. and 8 a.m., sometimes even 9 a.m., and my breakfast includes. Dairy. (laughs) It seems like very dairy. Uh, Probably five spoonfuls of um, yogurt, probably a couple of ounces of cream, full, full cream, just from the supermarket, you know, gluten-free uh, cream. Also, uh, cheese, grated cheese. None of this uh, low-fat stuff like you know, proper, normal, normal fat cheese. Um, I like the matured uh, cheese myself, so I, I do that, and uh, and I put heaps of salt. Um, probably ends up being a bit more than a whole teaspoon of salt uh, in, in that little concoction and uh, that's usually my brekkie uh, depending on you know what's what's cooked and 
you know, from nights before and all that sort of thing. Uh, usually our cooking um, involves, you know, some sort of meat which is uh, not more uh, done than me medium rare. We shouldn't do our meats more than medium rare to avoid uh, the hydro uh, trans fats, heterocyclic amines and acrylamides that uh, occur in um, meat that's well done. So we shouldn't be eating uh, burnt animal fat, fried food or, uh, or meat that's well done. So uh, that's part, that part with meat and uh, you know, usually with, with our uh, meat we'll have uh, cheese and cream and eggs and that sort of thing, certain dishes that, that we have with that. So sometimes there's leftovers but uh, yeah, usually it's, um, it's my uh, three dairy and salt. With a bit of um, with a bit of grain, and what sort of grain am I eating when I'm advocating you must cease all gluten? Well, um, at the moment, like 90% of the time is uh, rice crackers or uh, corn, uh, maize-based uh, dry uh, crackers. Um, those uh, rice cracker type crackers, uh, which are you know little discs, not, not the little discs like. Uh, you know, the size of, uh, you know, double the size of a, uh, a coin, uh, your largest coin in a particular country, but, um, you know, the things that are, you know, half the size of a um, dinner plate type thing, those type of crackers. So uh, those dry uh, crackers, like probably, I don't know, probably four of those together with my uh, three dairy concoction, uh, that's brekkie most of the time. Oh. I forgot coffee. Um, coffee, coffee. Uh, oh, love, love my morning coffee. So yeah, between three and five o'clock, I have my coffee straight, straight up before my nutrients. So you know, uh, I pretty much it's only one cup a day, uh, and, and that cup is a decent, big, big cup with uh, at least uh, probably works out to be two and a half servings. Um, you know. Serving size-wise, so a decent amount uh, with uh, half a cup of milk, uh, microwave it. The rest uh, filled up with water. Uh, that's how uh, that's how I, I uh, have my coffee. So there's a few calories um, before I have uh, brekkie as well. So you know, together with the nutrients, which is uh, only you know a few measly calories. Uh, that's uh, that's my coffee. Then that's my brekkie. Uh, I don't have any uh, snacks or anything uh, before lunch. And my my lunch. Uh, depending what I'm doing during the day, uh, ends up being you know pretty much after two o'clock these days because I'm not busting. I'm not. I'm not busting uh, to eat. Uh, you know, I start to get hungry sometimes at twelve o'clock, one o'clock, and I end up eating eating it after two o'clock. But uh, yeah, it's not as if uh, you know, mid mid morning hits. Uh, it's not as if it, it ten ten o'clock hits and I'm busting for cake and you know junk food and that sort of thing no no uh, that's that's all gone if you're if you're reaching mid mid morning and uh, I could go a few bickies and uh, more coffee and you know donuts and that sort of thing uh, well you got pica uh, you're busting for nutrients your body needs nutrients uh, it's just grasping at anything because uh, we're not smart enough to realize that uh, we're um, nutrient deficient uh, particularly mineral deficient uh, if you have cravings uh, we're mainly 
deficient in minerals. We're not smart enough uh, to, to realise that we're deficient in gadolinium or uh, chromium, vanadium, um, uh, calcium, zinc, uh, potassium, phosphorus, whatever. Um, we, we're just clutching, we, we're just going for anything. Uh, and that's what uh, pretty much nature has in store for us. So uh, we try and go for pretty much a scattergun approach to try and get something in, in our bodies. And by dumb luck, uh, maybe you've got some phosphorus that you're, that you're deficient in. Uh, maybe you've got some uh, calcium from somewhere and uh, some iron and aluminium. Uh, all that sort of thing. Yes, aluminium is a, an essential nutrient. Uh, not through our arm, but through our liver. Yes, it is. In trace amounts, obviously. So that's a brekkie lunch. Okay, uh, lunch is usually uh, three three eggs. Uh, sometimes, you know, rare occasion, I have an, an egg in the morning and then two or three eggs for, uh, for lunch with uh, onions, uh, cream, a bit of milk, um, some herbs, you know, making sure they're gluten-free. Uh, herbs, uh, uh, some turmeric goes on there, and uh, some uh, like Cajun pepper, you know, that sort of thing. Make sure it has no oil in it. So always, always uh, reading the labels, depending on what your uh, your poison is regarding you know uh, those sort of things. Oh, that means you've got pica because you're reaching out for those herbs and stuff. No, you know, it's not really culinary herbs. It's more, you know, a little bit, uh, hopefully I'm getting some medicinal benefit. Um, it's only supermarket herbs like, you know, the, the Italian type herbs out there like rosemary, basil, uh, you know, garlic, uh, thyme, uh, you know, all, all those sort of ones that come in those mixed things. So, yeah, it's just... Um, just as a maybe a dumb luck thing, maybe I'm getting some uh, some additional benefit from from the herbs, and uh, yeah, adds a bit of uh, extra extra flavour. But it's not not as if um, oh, I'm busting for it. And uh, cheese, yeah, cheese goes on, on that concoction. And you know, these days I I, uh, I still microwave my um, my eggs to be soft, soft and runny. Um, so if you uh, what I'm advocating to uh, you know, to eat eggs, uh, make sure they're uh, soft, uh, boiled, soft scrambled, soft uh, poached, whatever your uh, your preference. It, it must be um, soft uh, eggs uh, with your style of cooking uh, for you know to, to get the amount of uh, proper cholesterol that you need from from the eggs uh, and all the other uh, nutrients that we get from eggs. Uh, you know, choline and all the uh, all the particular proteins and that sort of thing so uh, I haven't come across any um, like I guess uh, steadfast or uh, you know um, unresounding proper facts about uh, microwaving uh, food um Yes, it's radiation that goes in the food, but you know, just infrared radiation that cooks cooks our food as well. So it's all radiation, uh, microwaves. Yes, uh, it might be a toxin. Uh, my 
you know, jury is still not convinced as yet. So um, as a laziness uh, and convenience thing for me, I'm still microwaving my food. And also, well, what um, also um, enables me or, you know, why I'm driven to uh, microwave uh, my food and, uh, you know, heat my food still uh, by microwave is um, microwave. <laughs> uh, is that, you know, the temperatures don't get over 100 degrees because water evaporates and, you know, when you microwave your food, it's, uh, the, the water particles are heated and they can't heat more than... 100 degrees before they get uh, steamed off, right? So, yeah, that's uh, the sort of reasoning uh, that I'm okay about um, microwaving food because um, it doesn't get to extreme temperatures like uh, you know cooking on an oven and cooking in an oven and or stove uh, can can get like you know. Super superheating your food uh, reduces the particular nutrients and en enzymes that we need from our food, and uh, so that's one of the reasons why I still microwave, even though uh, people sort of poo-poo the uh, radiation element um, reasoning. So uh, that's pretty much uh, lunch, mostly. Uh, Rarely, I'm having uh, meat these days. Uh, it turns out that yeah, even by by just um, uh, going through my day, I've reached lunch and I'm thinking, oh, wait a minute, I've got a lot of dairy here. Yeah, looks like it. Lucky that I'm lactose, uh, not lactose intolerant, and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, if you're lactose intolerant, um, I, I I believe that perhaps uh, it's a gluten issue. dairy, uh, lactose uh, versus gluten um, makes you run to the toilet and that sort of thing uh, don't blame the dairy, it may be a gluten issue so that's my thought on that um, so that's lunch most most times, uh, sometimes I have uh, you know uh, lamb or um, smoked salmon like you know pre-cooked uh, supermarket type uh, you know pink salmon Atlantic salmon that sort of thing uh, you know with a bit uh, there we go with the um, dairy again with a bit of yogurt you know heaps of salt uh, in a day I'll probably have a whole tablespoon of salt yeah you know, you know pink salt and also iodized white salt a combination it's important that we have the iodine iodine uh, for proper thyroid function so make sure you buy iodized salt and also by increasing your salt intake it's uh, making your uh, your stomach acid acidic like battery battery acid levels like under 2 hopefully no more than 2.2 pH so we can digest our food properly if your stomach acid goes over 2.2, like you're running risks of not digesting your food, if you're taking PPIs or any indigestion medication, you're upping your stomach gastric juices to you know 5, 5.5, and then 
you know, you're really running into trouble down the track. Uh, you're not digesting your food, you're not absorbing uh, the nutrients because you're not digesting and you have leaky gut issues and then you grow older and you get chronic health issues and that's that was my roadmap and I've, I've stopped it at his tracks. I've, I've cured all my ailments. So I'm off my half a dozen meds and obesity because I've killed it all. I've sacked my doctors. I've, uh, I've reduced the income of uh, the snack food industry <laughs> and junk food industry and I've increased the income of the dairy <laughs> dairy industry uh, by the looks uh, no no afternoon snacks or anything or yeah in between lunch and dinner and dinner is usually uh, this is a self-realization dinner is usually breakfast number two uh, yeah my three dairy lots of salt some uh, corn or rice crackers uh, and you know probably 10% of the time uh, some salmon uh, or some uh, meat uh, that we've had cooked no more than medium rare don't forget uh, sometimes uh, steak and uh, nothing pre-bed uh, no no supper that sort of thing uh, oh, supper might be, you know, protein, um, protein powder. You know? uh, so I have between 30 and 45 uh, grams of protein in pro- uh, protein powder through, um, usually, you know, uh, from before dinner to, to bedtime. Um, tr- try and have it in, uh, if it's my, you know, say 45 gram example, try and have it in three lots, you know, three gulps. You know, don't, don't sort of have uh, too much protein in one sitting apparently it's pretty hard to uh, absorb you know 20 more than 20 20 milligrams in one sitting uh, apparently so while the apparently is happening um, you know let's not uh, play around with that so I'm I'm still gulping down uh, 15 to 20 milligrams uh, per sitting so yeah, protein powder to uh, make sure I'm getting enough uh, protein to, uh, you know, a mixture of uh, whey, whey protein, whey powder, and uh, casein as well. Uh, a third casein, uh, two thirds whey powder. Uh, Sometimes, uh, well, depending what I've bought, but um, uh, the fast absorbing stuff and the um, longer absorption stuff, uh, I isolate and, and comp. Uh, Composite or compound, or oh, I'm not sure what the slower absorbing stuff is, but um, yeah, just to mix it up a bit, uh, we probably don't don't fully understand the different proteins, uh, but we you know we do have signatures of you know the benefits of uh, what protein is doing, uh, how how it's benefiting us. So uh, you know with whey, it's very beneficial for you know. Uh, immunity, uh, casein for a particular uh, type of um, uh, muscle structures and muscle growth, uh, you know, also whey, uh, whey powder uh, does contribute to muscle growth and um, stabilizing, you know, your, uh, your muscle mass, uh, that, what, what you do have, making sure that, uh, that I'm not losing muscle mass while I'm still losing weight uh, much slower these days because I've lost uh, 52 kilos. You know, what's that? 113 or so pounds. Uh, so, 
Oh, pretty much uh, half my body weight from from my heaviest point. I'm not sure where my heaviest point was, but it was very heavy. Like it was probably around 318, uh, 380 pounds, around uh, ooh, 160 odd kilo at least. I was. Um, yeah, so it, it's pretty pretty difficult to find scales to uh, to measure measure you. Uh, you know, typical bathroom scales only go up to 120 kilos so yeah I was like you, know, you, you need like one of those you know, whale measures <laughs> so I'm not sure what it was at my heaviest but uh, pretty much uh, depending on what point I was uh, yeah I have more than um, half my body weight in that respect but since I first started um, I think I was around 330 pound so based on that yeah I've still half my body weight even yeah so that, that's that and uh, usually when someone halves their body weight like particularly when you're uh, reaching half century in vintage um, nearly 50 years old people usually expect oh hanging skin and extra skin and wrinkly and all that sort of thing nah no hanging skin uh, there are a few wrinkles uh, because I'm probably out outstripping uh, outpacing the wrinkle uh, disappearance or you know the copper to adjust the wrinkles um, and also then they might be age-related uh, wrinkles but uh, you know uh, it could be better um, I've still I've got wrinkles on my butt apparently and uh, a few on my, on my lower back um, none really on, on my stomach uh, my legs have a few wrinkles uh, around my knees and that sort of thing but you know that's coming from a, a point where I had tree trunks man like cool you know one dude said you have the second biggest legs I've ever seen sort of thing and that's saying something um, and uh, yeah uh, even as a, a, a fit um, looking lean meat fighting machine that I'm that I am at the moment uh, yeah I've got quite big legs um they look like they're they're trained, you know. They look, look like look like I'm I'm sort of got cycling legs and legs and butt. Um, some women would actually kill for my, my butt, you know. That, that's my sort of uh, structure at the moment. Uh, so yeah, um, and that's my day. And you may you might notice that I haven't mentioned any fruit or vegetables. Oh no. Oh no, I'm gonna die! I've got no fruit and vegetables. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, I've got a few uh, points of uh, contention, um, advocacy about uh, reducing fruit at least, and in, in, in my advocacy to eliminate fruit because. Uh, you know, basically the nutrients that we get from our fruit is not dependable particularly with the minerals uh, and also the amount of sugar that we're getting for uh, versus the amount of uh, vitamins and amino acids and um, sometimes uh, I'm not sure how, how, which fruit fruits how much uh, uh, essential fatty acids they have but uh, yeah um, uh, the amount of sugar that we're getting to, to then get uh, some micronutrients uh, the cost benefit analysis is a bit too high on the sugar side so I've eliminated fruit uh, if I feel like some fruit I'll have some fruit uh, that's fine I had uh, some 
tiny bit of tomato sometime back uh, and yeah uh, that's the last time I uh, remember having fruit for the last uh, what's that six seven months at least uh, the last vegetable I had was maybe four months ago and that was like uh, that juice juice stuff like V8 uh, here in Australia they have this V8 stuff and I had a gulp of that uh, that was my last uh, vegetable uh, consumption that I've had so how could you not eat uh, fruit and vegetables they're essential yeah they're essential if you're not supplementing but hey I'm supplementing and uh, I'm eating the equivalent to like half a dozen or up to 10, 10, 10 boxes full of 115 different uh, fruit and veggies uh, that's the equivalent that, uh, that I'm eating daily uh, through my uh, supplements my uh, micronutrients that I'm taking so you know, there's no absolute need and uh, you know that, that uh, supposed need that we need you know depending on uh, male or female and how big you are you know uh, 2,000 calories a day that's like an assumption that um, that we have to to get the micronutrients that we require each day uh, the protein as well you know the um, macronutrients uh, carbohydrates sugars and, uh, you know fats that sort of thing uh, make, make sure you have uh, your vitamin C you know, uh, fruits have vitamin C this and that well you know I'm getting plenty of vitamin C plenty like uh, probably 10 oranges worth uh, each day uh, with my uh, supplements so I've got no drive so some people force force themselves to eat fruit and veg to uh, make sure they they're nourished but that's the thing they, they they don't know to what level they're nourished they don't know how many milligrams that that particular orange had of uh, vitamin C or how many milligrams of um, selenium that celery stick had uh, you're not even guaranteed of getting selenium in that um, celery stick and we need to get it daily you know it's not dep dependable um, at least before we should, with uh, ash practice we used to use ashes that we uh, always used to uh, burn for uh, heating and cooking uh, back a century plus ago we used to put the ashes over the gardens and uh, that those ashes used, used to have uh, minerals in them uh, you know, by dumb luck, you probably have more than 20 minerals. Um, and but you know, by uh, educated guessing and that sort of thing, we need uh, you know 60 plus minerals uh, in, in right proportions. And even doing ash practice uh, wasn't uh, dependable, but at least we had more than we do these days. What what we're guaranteed of getting from our food supply is uh, NPK, uh, which goes into our fertilizer, which ends up in our soil and our food. Uh, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. Um, that's all we're guaranteed of getting. How about the other 57 plus uh, minerals that we need? Uh, how about the uh, the chromium and the vanadium and the zinc that we require to uh, ward off uh, obesity? Nah, it's that's right. We're not getting it. That's why we're becoming obese. That's why I'm not obese anymore because I'm getting it. Getting the chromium, vanadium, and zinc, and all the rest of it that we need to, to make the chromium, vanadium, zinc work. That's why I'm not obese anymore. I don't need to go to the gym. I don't need to. Uh, well, I'm doing a lot of walking at the moment only because I cannot, because out of force to uh, to try and lose weight. Um, 
diets and exercise is a failed theory and I've mentioned that before and I'll mention it many times again diets and exercise is not is a fa- it's a failed theory having if we end up having a, a gymnasium on every corner like we used to have pubs in, in England even if we have a everyone has a home gym obesity is going to get worse because we're not getting the nutrients that we need to stave off obesity we have pica cravings cravings are not normal okay uh, we never used to have uh, cravings back throughout history uh, yes we we did um, there was uh, points in, in time when people were uh, deficient in minerals and they had cravings yes it's quite possible but um, uh, diet and food uh, should be more mechanical uh, it's not this complex where we're fixated on food where we're just busting on you know what's going to be for lunch and what's going to be for dinner I feel like tight tonight that's all pica uh, we're nutrient we're especially mineral deficient oh, I've got none of that anymore none of that like uh, gone so if you're still got um, you know cravings for cinnamon or salt and cravings for fried food and that sort of thing you got pica uh, you feel like going out to a fine dining restaurant for those exotic tastes and you know, I want salt and caramel, I want uh, Indian food, or I want uh, Vegemite, and, uh, yeah, the Australian thing. Um, basically, you are pica. And uh, the reason why uh, our, we have fine dining and these exquisite foods these days is, be- is because of pica. The reason why we have a snack food and junk food industry is because of pica snack food industry realises uh, in the US because the US had a head start um, with their infrastructure you know uh, not getting the, uh, the minerals in the soils that they required and um, because the US had a head start on making um, hydroelectric dams for their electricity usage you know, electricity gener- um, originated in the US of course uh, that's why the US uh, has a head start on uh, lower life expectancies and uh, they're ranking you know around 45th in the world in longevity because you know for a first world country the richest country in the world uh, per capita or you know roundabouts or the highest gdp in the world that you know that, those sort of metrics um, and spending you know for, with five percent of the population uh, of the world spending uh, more than the rest of the world combined in healthcare and they're ranking 45th in the world uh, in longevity, uh, life expectancy uh, there's something wrong right, yeah that, that's what slapped me in the face and I looked into it more and uh, there you have it you know, nutrient uh, micronutrient absorption and uh, uptake and availability it's, it's not there and that's why the US is dying population wise like uh, yeah, yeah, you, you know, their uh, life expectancy is still around the 75 mark, but, uh, you know, they, that's dubious, uh, those figures, because uh, it's basically, you know, infant mortality versus uh, old age dying and that sort of thing. And it's not all cause deaths, I believe. So, yeah, that's that, that, uh, that part. So, uh, yeah, I've di- digressed a little bit, uh, going from, on little tangents f- away from my um, my daily um, my daily regime. Um, I need to add some of the 
finer nuances, uh, some of the things uh, as part of um, what we need to take note of. If uh, yeah, even if you don't uh, um, take on the regime that I advocate, we need to uh, take into account uh, these certain other things. And uh, firstly, is uh, don't drink any fluids uh, with your meals. Try and refrain from having any fluids um, at least half an hour. You know, try and push it to 45 minutes plus um, before or after meals. If you have fluid while you're eating your food, you're uh, diluting the pH, the acidity of your gastric juices uh, to be able to digest your food properly. If your uh, gastric juices are over, you know, 2.2, .2, you know, ideally they should be under 2, a pH of under 2, you know, yeah, that, yeah that's uh, battery acid sort of uh, levels. Um, you're not, you run the risk of not absorbing right, uh, as, sorry, um, uh, you know, which, uh, I, uh, which feeds itself uh, through to absorption in the uh, intestines, but uh, with the uh, digestion, you won't be di digesting right, and uh, so don't dilute your gastric juices, your stomach acid, your stomach gastric juices, by drinking um, with your meal, or you know, ten minutes prior, or a minute prior, or after you finish your meal, five minutes later, you're gulping down, you know, a jug of water, a glass of water, or some coke, or whatever you're into. Uh, tr try not to uh, before or after. Half an hour before or after a meal, don't drink any fluids. Make sure you're hydrated uh, half an hour before your meal, for example. Um, so that's that's you know, that's actually quite a biggie, uh, especially if you're not going to um, be supplementing at all and you want to do it all all natural. At least consider that. So that's uh, another thing to be wary of. Um, so that's pretty much my day, and oh yeah, with with the nutrients, uh, you know, I probably have uh, my uh, second lot of um, nutrients at about uh, eleven o'clock, and then four o'clock, and then sort of before before I go to bed type thing. So I space it out. Um, you know, the supply I go through, they probably advocate uh, twice a day, but. Um, yeah, just to make sure I'm getting the absorption and to spread it out throughout the day and make sure I piddle out less of, uh, of my money. Uh, I'm upping it to four doses, um, you know, the same as the two doses, obviously, but uh, yeah, just uh, spacing it out more. You could take it once a day, but, you know, maybe, maybe we're not going to absorb it. Um, so that's why I'm doing four a day. Maybe it would be better to... Uh, to sip it throughout the whole day, like uh, having it 16 times a day type thing, but uh, yeah, I'm not going to be um, geeking out too much. Um, obviously, I'm, uh, I'm absorbing because my health uh, issues have gone and I'm, I'm a lean, lean fighting machine at the moment, so obviously I am absorbing at least. Uh, you know, should I do a uh, air analysis to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm absorbing the whole the whole scope of uh, the minerals and the other micronutrients? Uh, yeah, maybe I should do a hair analysis. Um, 
you know, the allopathic uh, mainstream medical model would uh, poo-poo hair analysis as quackery. But uh, yeah, uh, that's the only means we got at the moment. But um, the essential um, micronutrients um, that we, you know, depending on the levels, uh, um, you know, if we are absorbing or if we've got too much of something or not enough of something, you know, um, to be more scientific about it, maybe I should should do that. But um, I'm reaping the benefits um, of what I'm doing now, so. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll do it at some point. It'll cost me at least a couple hundred bucks uh, to send to the US somewhere. But uh, yeah, that's probably something else I, I might need to do to uh, to be more geeky and scientificize it. <laughs> so uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, do I have anything else to add? Like, you know, oh, you lost 52 kilos, kilograms. Now, what activity are you doing? Stop, stop focusing on the activity. Not about activity. Yes, I am uh, doing more activity uh, than a sedentary person, but only because I can, okay? Um, one of my loved ones uh, is doing no exercise at all. Uh, pretty much sedentary. A, a bit of uh, walking from you know, one spot to another uh, at work, which is still quite sedentary. Uh, and she's still lost tw- around 23 or so kilos uh, as, as I speak and uh, no activity no exercise uh, and eating um, as much as she needs to so another success story uh, in, in my uh, tight circle um, in, in my you know speaking of my tight circle of uh, loved ones and, and friends and family and you know, that sort of thing. Uh, there's a few ears that are being pricked, and uh, there's a, you know only a couple of us are doing it. But uh, you know they're, they're seeing the results and they're inquiring. They're inquiring, and with, but uh, you know the specifics that you've heard in this uh, pod, uh, episode. Uh, how can I give up bread? Well. Uh, it's not really slapping them in the face, uh, you know, gluten issues and that sort of thing. Like, they're so attached, so attached to their bread and junk food. And, oh, I, I love my salami or, you know, I love my beer and uh, that sort of thing. I love my alcohol. Well, you know, you can have alcohol as long as it's made from rice or potato. Uh, oh, just a quick side note again. But the, the vodka that's, um, that's made nowadays, uh, it's not all potato. Just uh, look into your uh, your vodka supply if you're a vodka drinker. Uh, depending on depending on the company or brand that you uh, that you're consuming, it might be a wheat based. It costs a lot more to uh, produce uh, a vodka, uh, potato based uh, vodka. So make sure yeah, just look into it. Um, you might be consuming uh, gluten if you're wanting to be gluten free. Uh, so yeah, that's something to take note of. And also, you know, if you're glute, if you're gluten free and you're eating oats, you're not gluten free. Uh, the oats in the gluten in oats is called gliadin, which is still the gluten, uh, the type of gluten we need to avoid. Okay, the type of gluten which uh, uh, produces pro-inflammatory cytokines in our um, villi, the villi in our small intestine. So we need to avoid uh, wheat, barley, rye, and oats with the gluten so yes another side note another side note but it just needs to be said throughout uh, this 
podcast series. So, yeah, for, for one-time listeners or, uh, you know, to rehash uh, for normal uh, ongoing listeners. So, I really hope I'm slapping people across the face because, uh, you know, I had to slap my, myself in the face. Uh, yeah, there was a few slaps from from things I, uh, you know, from other podcasts uh, which I came across. Well, yeah, nice slaps in the face, but I slap my face myself uh, quite often with my reading. Now, I've got 10,000 hours of, uh, of my own research uh, going into this and uh, I've benefited great, greatly. So here I am passing it on to the world. And if you'd like to uh, get even more specific and reach out and uh, see what my supplier is and that sort of thing, and before you reach out for a supplier, uh, make sure you do take on the principles. Um, you don't want to be piddling and wasting your money on um, on the supplements. So please make sure uh, we do do things right. You know, there's some of the mechanics with the uh, you know don't drink fluid before and after meals. Or during meals, uh, make sure it's more than half an hour. You know, just to rehash that, and uh, make sure uh, you don't have too, too much fruit, and make sure uh, you know you get enough protein, and you know those sort of, sort of things. So yeah, we need to uh, make sure we're doing it right. Uh, make sure you avoid all, all oils and also sugar, sugars and uh, nitrates and nitrites. They're all the uh, food classes. So you you might. Um, notice that uh, my, my day, my three meals that I went through, all my nutrients and that, uh, didn't include any gluten, didn't include any oils or fried food or burnt animal fat, uh, no sugars and no nitrates and nitrites, which is often found in uh, salamis, corned beef, ham, spam, uh, bacon, that sort of thing. All your processed uh, meats, which is the new smoking, the new high carcinogen uh, out there so uh, those uh, four classes of um, foods that we need to avoid actually makes up a high, high very high percentage of our food supply yes the, the western diet is shite we need to uh, eliminate those foods but they, eliminating those four classes uh, opens up the foods that we require to extend life and uh, ward off uh, obesity and chronic disease by increasing absorption. Even if you don't supplement what you are eating, you'll be absorbing more and you'll be growing older slower. But if you take on the regime that I'm on, you'll hopefully reach to be a centenarian. And hopefully if you start early enough, uh, I started before uh, reaching the age of 50, if I started when I was 25, I'd probably reach uh, 120 plus. Yeah. Um, if, if our children uh, started on the regime that, uh, that I'm on, uh, you know, there's no reason why we couldn't reach uh, biblical sort of uh, ages of 900, even 1,000. How about li- living for a millennium? How about that, eh? How about living, uh, you know, before the Magna Carta and uh, all that sort of thing, maybe you, you <laughs> maybe uh, you'd survive uh, some of the wars that you'd be in, you know, that sort of thing. So, you know, being, uh, for example, the age of six hundred, you know, using using that example, you, you'd avoid, uh, you know, the Spanish uh, 
uh, sort of um, armada coming into England, uh, for example, uh, you'd avoid that avoid that war because well, you're 600 years old, and <laughs> and the Queen values uh, your your wisdom and uh, help me live longer, and all yeah, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, that's all grand, grandiose talk, but uh, yeah. Imagine living to a thousand years in modern times, or you know, recent history-wise. So I'll uh, I'll leave it there. Um, I hope some of these concepts are resonating with uh, at least somebody out there, even if there is a, a you know, listeners. Um, at least it's out there. At least I'm uh, trying. Uh, as a teaser. Uh, subject of the next podcast uh, let's make it um, debunking or let's be challenging our popular um, health beliefs uh, health facts uh, in the in the popular lexicon at the moment like uh, for example you know don't uh, eat salt and uh, drink two gla- uh, you know, two liters of water daily or eight glasses of water daily that those sort of beliefs so um, I'll be challenging some of these um, in the next uh, podcast just as a bit of a teaser so um, thanks for listening to this one I hope you listen to uh, ones in the past and and, and uh, podcasts in the future thanks for listening once again and bye for now